Hello again and welcome back to the Proper Specs Football Podcast Promotions, part of the show. Happy New Year. I hope everyone is out there safe and sound and you are celebrating your new year. Time to promote those that I love. And hey, Nails by Imani, check my daughter out in Jonesboro, Georgia. The address is as follows, 258 South Main Street, Suite F. Jonesboro, Georgia, 30236. The best, absolute best nail technician in or outside of the 285 perimeter in Atlanta, Georgia, specifically Jonesboro, Georgia. Check out the missus. Her crafting email is forcedcraftsdesigns at gmail.com. Once again, that is F-O-R-R-E-S-T-C-R-A-F-T-S. D-E-S-I-G-N-S at gmail.com. You can also check out her website, and that is the online beautyboutique.com for heavenly hair. Shopneolife.com forward slash forest health. Once again, that is shopneolife.com forward slash forest health. Check her out there as well. Arigato Joey at SoundCloud.com. Look him up. Check him out. And finally, but certainly not last, me. The Prophet's Picks 2019 is the Instagram handle. The Prophet's Picks at gmail.com is my email. And last but certainly not least, I am on Twitter as well, Prophet underscore Picks. And you can listen to my podcast show on every single podcast platform there is known to man. And soon to come, I will be on Pandora. Everybody stay safe out there and enjoy the show that's coming up right now. One. Good evening. Welcome back to the results show series. This will be the first results show for the 2023 tournament with the teams involved in the 2023 tournament playing in this tournament as a result of their win loss record at the end of the 2022 NFL season. Just after the top of the hour, and I'm coming to you from the Prophets Pick Studios forward slash media centers here in Houston, Texas. A nice, cool, calm, collected 72 degrees here on this Monday, January the 16th, 2023. And it is 7.04 p.m. Atlantic Eastern, Eastern Standard Time. Good evening, late afternoon. Welcome back to the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Show. It is approximately 6.04 p.m. Atlantic, I beg your pardon, Central. I know I was going to screw up at some point in time. And um, it is approximately 5.04 p.m. Mountain and 4.04 p.m. Pacific. Anchorage, Alaska, what's up? Welcome back to the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Show. And 
this is the super wild wild card weekend Saturday night football results show. It's common for the NFL to have playoff games on a Saturday. NFL has always had playoff games on a Saturday. However, during the regular season, that's when things sort of kind of got a little bit crazy. When the NFL had actual games on Saturday afternoons and, of course, Saturday nights. And if you've been listening to the show, you know that my record on Saturday this past season, it was, in fact, perfect on Saturday night. Saturday nights was perfect for me. And uh, with all of that being said, welcome back to the show. It is, once again, time for me to give you the results of a previously played NFL game on Saturday night. All right. Aloha, Honolulu, Hawaii, Waikiki, Maui, Pearl Harbor Memorial, all of the Hawaiian Islands, aloha, welcome back to the show. It is approximately 2.06 p.m. Hawaiian Standard time all right so once again this is the saturday night football results show from super wild wild card weekend round one of the 2023 nfl tournament on saturday night the number five seed los angeles chargers went on the road to take on for the second time this nfl season your Fourth seed, Jacksonville Jaguars. And what a game. What a game. What a game. Wow. Trevor Lawrence versus Mr. Herbo Bombs, Justin Herbert himself, was spectacular this past weekend. And we have a lot of years to come with this matchup that we just witnessed this past Saturday night. The first thing I want to say is this to everyone out there. Just because Justin Herbert plays for the Chargers in the AFC West and Trevor Lawrence plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars in the AFC South, it does not mean that these teams won't see each other at least once during the regular season. As early as the upcoming season, 2023 later on this year and as everyone knows whenever two teams from different divisions in the same conference and in this case once again Chargers AFC West Jaguars AFC South they're going to see each other again I mean we have so many up and coming NFL quarterbacks now Patrick Mahomes gets tossed in the group a lot of the times because of his age. But here's the thing. Patrick Mahomes has been around for a few years longer than Trevor Lawrence, than Justin Herbert, than Daniel Jones. And not only that, 
Patrick Mahomes has already been in two Super Bowls. And he's been to multiple conference championship games. Now, whether he's won those conference cha championship games is another story for another time for Patrick Mahomes. And of course, this show is not about Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Heck, they haven't even played in the postseason yet. But I'm using him to make a valid point. We have years barring a severe concussion for any of these guys that I'm talking about right now because you can toss Tua Tungabaloa's name into this ring. You can toss his hat into the ring when it comes to young quarterback talent and years down the road of battles, kind of like the one that we had this past Saturday night. And that game was absolutely amazing. It was all charges in the first half. And in the second half, it was all Jaguars. And man, I'm going to tell you, I was nervous as heck. But at the same time, I really wasn't too bothered about coming out of the weekend. And hey, there's still one more game to be played tonight, ladies and germs. You got the fifth seed. Dallas Cowboys at the four seed Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who's going to be the final wild card winner in a six game extravaganza stretched over three afternoons and three nights? Who will it be? Who's going to advance to the next round? And of course, I will have the final Monday night results show for you on tomorrow during the lunch hour here at the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Show. And again, we have years, bar, once again, barring injury, I don't wish injury or ill will upon anyone, but we have years of quarterback matchups to come down the road with Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen, Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, that's already a showcase showdown. Price is right, if you guys caught that. For years to come, we're going to have Jalen Hurts versus Daniel Jones, as long as he's with the Giants or any other team in the NFC East, or if he just stays in the NFC, period. We got years to come with Josh Allen versus Joe Burrow. Years to come with Trevor Lawrence, okay? versus if the day and time comes a really good game against Joe Burrow. We got years to come with these upcoming matchups in the quarterback classroom. And we got round one of that. And the reason why I say round one is because number one, it came in a game in which if you don't win, you don't advance. If you lose, you go home and you don't pick up a NFL football in a state of competition for a good seven, seven and a half months. Justin Herbert and the Chargers won't see the NFL football field in a competitive game until September of this year. So let's just count it up really quickly. Since I threw it out here, since I tossed it out here to everyone, we got January, or should I say half of January? So, January, February, March, April, 
May, June, July, August. Literally eight and a half months will be the next time that Justin Herbert and the Chargers get on an NFL football field in a competitive situation. Same thing for Tua Tonga below and the Miami Dolphins. They lost this past weekend. I'll talk more about that in the next show, which will be the Sunday night football results show. Speaking of Sunday night football results show, Super Wild Card Round, I'll be talking about the Ravens in that one. It's going to be eight months before they pick up an NFL football. The Vikings, Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks, same case. And once again tonight. When's going to be, which team will have that eight-month drought ahead of them? Which team will end up having the taste of a loss, a playoff loss, for eight months before they get back on the football field to get that taste out of their mouth? And look, I say it ever so often. Just because the season ended the way that it did for you this past January, whether you made it to the postseason in advance or you didn't make it to the postseason, doesn't mean that the 2023 NFL season is going to go that way for you. Saturday night, man. What a game. Uh, Chargers... We're at the Jaguars, but before we go into that, if you don't know by now, San Francisco 49ers, they did, of course, advance. They absolutely and totally dominated the football game. It was 10 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. The Seahawks came uh, roaring back, quite frankly, as they scored 17 points in the second quarter as it was a 17-16 lead by one point at the half. And uh, Brock Purdy looked how you would not expect him to look, rookie or not. And the reason why I said it is because he was on one accord from the very moment he stepped on the football field in relief of injured Jimmy Garoppolo. And he literally played playoff football, dominating football. But Saturday night, Saturday afternoon, excuse me, we saw Brock Purdy really struggle for the first time in his NFL career as a starting quarterback. But you know what? Lucky number 13, man. Not only did we see him struggle in his first postseason ever game as a rookie quarterback, we also saw him overcome those struggles, make in-game adjustments, halftime adjustments, all kinds of adjustments. And the young man ran the football for 16 yards. He had a rushing touchdown as well. The young man also had 332 yards passing. He averaged 11.1 yards per pass, three touchdown passes for Brock Purdy. Now, he was sacked in the game, but he only lost eight yards. So, kudos to the 49ers and uh, Brock Purdy and... Brock Purdy and the 49ers defense, they are waiting on either the number four seed winning tonight in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the number five seed winning tonight in the Dallas Cowboys. Now, one more thing I want to point out. 
in this past weekend on Saturday before I go ahead and go into the results of last night's game. And this is what I wanted to point out. The number two seeds will be playing on Sunday. Right now, Buffalo will face the number three seed Bengals in Buffalo, from my understanding. The Eagles will face the number six seed because the lowest remaining seed plays the number one seed. That's another advantage of being the number one seed at the end of the regular NFL season. Not only do you get that bye week, but you also get the luxury of playing the lowest remaining seed, which is considered to be the weaker seed. But how about this? Miami Dolphins was the lowest seed of all of them in this past postseason, playing with their third string rookie quarterback, and they almost beat the Buffalo Bills. And my prediction was Buffalo 26-17 and Buffalo won 34-31. And it was not easy. There was a period in the game in which they started to separate and distance themselves score-wise. But my Miami Dolphins just would not quit. They would not give up. And it was some type of game Saturday night. Some type of game. Chargers had 17 points at the end of the first quarter. They had a 17-0 lead at the end of the first quarter over the Jacksonville Jaguars. How did they obtain that huge lead? Five turnovers in the first half by the Jacksonville Jaguars. There was an interception thrown by Trevor Lawrence that led to the first touchdown of the game. Um, There was another interception thrown by Trevor Lawrence that made it, um, let me see, one interception. Then there was a two-play touchdown drive. First interception was by the linebacker, Drew Tranquil. Second interception of the game was intercepted by Asante Samuel Jr. That led to the field goal. Next drive, the Jaguars punt it. Chargers got the football, they punt it. Jaguars got the football back. Asante Samuel Jr., two interceptions in his first playoff postseason game as a rookie. That led to a three-play touchdown drive for the Chargers. Chargers is just all over the Jaguars at this point in time in the game, 17 to nothing. Jaguars get the football back. End of the first quarter, at the beginning of the second quarter, Jaguars punt again. And then the Jap- and then the Chargers mount an 11-play 62-yard drive, covering basically the remaining portions of the first half. 24 to nothing. Another interception. This one is by Asante Samuel Jr. And did he have three interceptions? I don't remember that being a huge statistic. I remember two being a huge statistic, not three. But nevertheless, 
there was in fact two interceptions, three total looks like, by Asante Samuel Jr. That led to a field goal, 27 to nothing. And then the Jags got the football back again. They punted. Chargers got the football back. They punted. Jaguars got the football back. Seven plays, 47 yards right. They had to end the first half with a at least a field goal. They got a touchdown out of it. 27 to seven was the score at the end of the first half. 17 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. 10 to seven at the end of the second quarter. Jaguars went into to the lockers room. It was halftime. This is what everyone needs to understand about Doug Peterson as an NFL head coach. He didn't stumble upon that Super Bowl trophy that he got when he was the head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's the first thing I want to point out. Second thing I want to point out is he won it with Nick freaking Foles. His offensive mindset, his offensive ingenuity, he also has a mind for defense for Mr. Head Coach Doug Peterson. He won that Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. Excuse me. And now he has a franchise quarterback that, number one, stays healthy. With the exception of last night, or should I say Saturday night, three nights ago now. He does a pretty good job of taking care of the football. And trust me, they're going to work with Trevor Lawrence on ball security and, you know, decision making. But look, here's the thing. Bottom line is the Jaguars won the game. And the game I was expecting, I was expecting a 20 to 16 victory for the Jacksonville Jaguars, a defensive game. And it ended up being... A complete and total shootout. I think the over-under was like 45.5 or something like that. And I just knew it was going to be a defensive game because Jaguars has a stellar defense. Their defense is honestly the number one reason why they are in the postseason going to the divisional playoff round right now, the Elite Eight. And Trevor Lawrence just continued to put his team in tough situations in the first half. But second half started... And it was very quickly 27 to 14. Jaguars needed a double digit drive. They got it. It was 14 plays, 89 yards, 27 to 14. And then the uh, the Chargers almost said the Eagles. The Chargers got the football back, went down the field, scored a field goal to extend their lead to 30 to 14. There was just no give up. There was no quit in the Jaguars. It quickly became 30 to 20. Chargers got the football again. Went the length of the field, basically, for the most part. 58 yards on that drive. Field goal was missed. The touchdown that pissed off Joey Bosa because he was held. It wasn't called. I don't know why it wasn't called, but he was definitely held. I still think the Chargers score a touchdown, though, at the end of that drive when it was all said and done. But that was a nine-play, 70-yard drive. If I'm wrong, please forgive me. 30-28. to Chargers got the football right back, but they had to punt. So that missed field goal would have made it 33 to 20. It was really needed because then it would have been 33 to 31. And Chargers would have been moving on. Now, 
If the Chargers had moved on, it would have made sense. And here's the reason why. Jaguars was a division winner. Not was. They are a division winner for a weaker division in the American Football Conference. A whole lot weaker division in the AFC South. You don't believe me? Okay. Here it is. The Titans finished the year 7-10. and 10. Two of those 10 losses came from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars beat the Titans, who I thought would be in the postseason as a wildcard team, and I thought the Colts would win the division. They beat them in Nashville, and they beat them on a Saturday to end the regular season on Saturday night. So the Jaguars... They are used to playing very close, tough games on Saturday nights at home. But they're going to be on the road because the lower remaining seed goes on the road to take on the number one seed. And the highest remaining seed goes on the road to take on the second highest seed. Now, anybody remember what happened last year? Last year, the Packers lost at home in their first postseason game. They were the number one seed. Buccaneers lost at home. They were the number two seed. That's on the AFC side of things. On the the NFC side of things, excuse me. On the AFC side of the bracket last year, Tennessee Titans lost to the Bengals. They were the number one seed. And then somebody else lost. They were a high seed. Trying to remember who it was last year. But I, I got the first three right. Trust me when I tell you I do. Because I do follow all of the NFL extremely closely. But I do know the Bengals lost. Um, The Bills went on the road. I remember in that epic game against the Kansas City Chiefs. That was a divisional playoff round. Chiefs won that by the hair of their chinny-chin-chins. And then uh, they lost to the Bengals the following weekend. I'm trying to remember what was that other seed that went down. Actually, I don't think there was another seed that went down. I think the Chiefs won their football game. And I think the Chiefs played... Um, against the Steelers one weekend, and then they played against the Buffalo Bills. So the uh, number three seed or the number two seed, or the number three seed basically was the Buffalo Bills last year. They were done after they faced the Kansas City Chiefs. So Bengals were basically on the road all season last year, but this year they had one playoff home game. And this year, you can't put nothing past any of these NFL teams. You, you just can't. You just can't. Uh, Jaguars scored 13 points in the third quarter. Jack's defense held the Chargers offense to three points, a field goal. And then the Jacks scored 11 points in the fourth quarter because they had to. And the Chargers, they didn't score any points. They were shut out. Final score, 31 to 30. My prediction was correct. I said Jaguars would win the game 20 to 16. And it was... 18 first downs for the Chargers, 13 of those 18 through the air for the 18 on the ground. And then the Jaguars, 24 total first downs, 18 of the 24 through the air, 5 of the 24 on the ground. Um, There was a penalty by the Jags defense as well as a penalty by the Chargers defense that awarded the Chargers offense and the Jaguars offenses first downs. Um, Chargers... 17 third downs, they converted eight. Jaguars, 10 third downs, they converted two. 
Jaguars on fourth downs, two for three. Jaguars had 70 offensive plays. Chargers had 69 offensive plays. Jaguars, 390 total yards as rushing and passing. Chargers, 320 total yards in the game, rushing and passing as well. Uh, Chargers had 13 offensive drives. Jaguars had 12. Jaguars, however, averaged 10 yards more per play than the Chargers. 5.6 per for the Jags, 4.6 per for the Chargers. In this game, there were 30 penalty yards for the Jaguars on three penalties. 42 penalty yards for the Chargers on seven penalties. Jaguars, four interceptions thrown. Four. Plus the fumble loss. Time of possession for the Jaguars, 27 minutes, 21 seconds. Time of possession for the Chargers, 32 minutes, 39 seconds. And two of the teams that you would have least expected to be in the postseason. Jaguars would be the first team, if you ask me. They are way ahead of their schedule. Trust me, that Doug Peterson have them on right now when he started and took the job. Chargers... I thought that they would have been in the postseason. If not, they definitely wouldn't have finished the year with a winning record. They just have too much talent on both sides of the football. But the Chargers' problem has been, for the last 10 years, quite frankly, can they stay healthy? And the health was, in fact, an issue that the Chargers had this year. Justin Herbert, 25 completions on 43 pass attempts, 273 yards passing. He averaged 6.3 yards per completion. Justin Herbert threw no interceptions, a touchdown. He lost 20 yards on three sacks. Quarterback rating 45.9, overall rating 84.7. Jaguars, as a team, they rushed the football 21 times for 117 yards, no rushing touchdowns. 20 carries, 109 yards. That's really what kept them in the game. Now imagine if there were not those four interceptions thrown by Trevor Lawrence. It would have been a steamrolling landslide victory, like in a presidential election for the Jaguars in DeBall County. And this was one of those classic games. You all know what the omen is here at the show. If a quarterback throws the football 40 times or more, it's in a losing effort or it's in a shootout where both offenses are going back and forth or It's a quarterback that just has an amazing afternoon. And if you don't understand that third analogy, pull up some YouTube videos on Dan Marino where he had historic afternoons and his team with the Miami Dolphins blew the other team off the field. They didn't score a lot of points, but the Dolphins scored 30, 40 plus points. And Dan Marino had 400 something yards passing. I guarantee got dog on Tia. More than likely, he threw the football 40 times or more. But it was in a winning effort. But the majority of the time, when a quarterback has 40 pass attempts or more, it's in a losing effort. Because the quickest way to score points is to get, navigate the football down the field through the air, which is what I like to call from time to time your Air Force offensively, and score points quickly. You can score on a 50, 60, 70, 80, sometimes 90-yard bomb. Just ask Josh Allen and Gabriel Davis of the Buffalo Bills in 15 seconds. And Trevor Lawrence, it was definitely in a comeback effort. 
and he was on the right side of his 40 pass attempts. He had 47. He completed 28 of them, 288 yards passing. He averaged 6.1 yards per completion as well. He threw for four touchdown passes, four interceptions thrown. He was sacked twice for a loss of 15 yards, so five yards less on one less sack in the game than Justin Herbert, threw for 20. His quarterback rating 31.6, overall rating 70.2, and once again, it's all because of those interceptions that he, in fact, threw in the game. The fumble was by Chris Claybrooks. He lost that fumble. Chargers, Justin Herbert fumbled as well. It was recovered by wide receiver Michael Bandy. And then Amen Miga. Please forgive me for mispronouncing your names, Mr. Amen. Um, he recovered the fumble lost by Chris Claybrooks. Chargers also had a total of 23 carries, 67 yards rushing. And Austin Eckler, two rushing touchdowns. He averaged 2.7 yards per carry. But he's still the best running back pound for pound. He's an overachiever, if there is such a thing. Uh, wide receivers, tight ends, H-backs, fullbacks, running backs for the Chargers. 25 receptions, 273 receiving yards, 10.9 was the average per. Gerald Everett, former Rams, Seahawks, tight end. Six receptions, 109 receiving yards, 18.2 yards was the average per catch. And a receiving touchdown. All for Gerald Everett. He really wanted to win that game. The Chargers as a team wanted to win that football game, but this was honestly the best game that Gerald Everett had in a very long time. Um, Jaguars, tight ends. Jaguars tight end Evan Ingram also was the leading receiver for the Jaguars Air Force. Their tight ends, wide receivers, H-backs, fullbacks, running backs combined for 28 receptions, 288 receiving yards, average 10.3 per Four receiving touchdowns. My God, did this young man Trevor Lawrence bounce back after throwing four interceptions. He bounced right back with a four-touchdown performance. Again, it was a tell of two halves. Right? Chargers scored 24 points in the second half, 13 in the third quarter, 11 in the fourth quarter, and they held the Chargers to three. And then the Chargers scored 27 points in the first half. And their defense held the Jaguars to seven. On top of that, four interceptions. Four. Jaguars defense, which is known, which is known, which is known for getting turnovers, especially this year, didn't accomplish that feat on Saturday night. Asante Samuel Jr., the son of the great Patriots cornerback, Asante Samuel Sr., he had three interceptions, so I was right earlier in the show. Linebacker Drew Tranquil had an interception as well. Derwin James Jr., he played a clean game, pun intended. Nine total tackles, six solo. Kenneth Murray Jr., eight total tackles, two solo, half of a sack, quarterback hit. Charges as a team, 66 total team tackles, 44 solo tackles, two sacks, two tackles for a loss, 13 passes defensed. It's part of the reason why those four interceptions ended up being four interceptions. Chargers defense was active. They wanted to win the game. 13 passes defensed. 
to go with the four interceptions, to go with the fumble recovery, to go with the five quarterback hits. And out of those five quarterback hits, there was two sacks on Trevor Lawrence. They were busy, but it just was not enough. Former Atlanta Falcon, Fosade Olakon, 13 total tackles, eight solo. Quarterback hit, Josh Allen, the linebacker. Eight total tackles, three solo, a sack, tackle for a loss, four quarterback hits. The Jaguars defense as a team, 71 total team tackles, 39 solo tackles for each individual Jaguar defenseman. Three sacks in the game, six tackles for a loss, seven pass defense, 10 quarterback hits to go with the three sacks. And guess what? I am right on Saturday night yet again. Thank God for that. I can brag about that. It's really hard to predict a winner in primetime games. It's even harder, excuse me, to predict a winner in a primetime postseason game in the NFL. And hope you all are enjoying the postseason thus far. This has been Saturday Night Football Results Show Postseason Edition here at the Profits Picks Football Podcast Show. Coming up next, Sunday Night Football Results Show Postseason Edition. Ravens were in the Queens City. And I'll let you know what happened in that one in a moment. My prediction was right. I said 20 to 16 Jags over the Chargers, and they would advance to the next round, the Elite Eight Divisional Playoff Round. Chargers had other ideas in mind, but the Jaguars said, no, we got something else coming. And that is this big old 31 spot on the board. 31 to 30 was the final. Everybody stay safe out there and stay tuned. Later tonight, in less than an hour, Bucks, Cowboys, and Tampa Bay, St. Petersburg area, one.